Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We are taking a few days to look at aspects of God's love. The Bible tells us that God is love. In our last study, we were reminded that the love of God justifies sinners who trust in Jesus. Today on Drawing Near, we find that God's love not only justifies, but it also sanctifies. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 5 and study God's love sanctifies. Before we look at today's scripture, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for today and all the blessings that are contained within today including the blessings of tribulation, the difficult things. We ask, Father, that we might approach today with the faith that you provide for us through your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes and our hearts to your truths and help us, Father, to be able to discern how to apply these truths to our lives day by day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So while we will be focusing on verses 3, 4, and 5 in Romans chapter 5, let's read together verses 1 through 5 so that we understand the entire context for our study today. It says in verse 1 of Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So today we learn that we not only exult in hope of the glory of God from verse 2, but Paul goes on and says, and not only this, but we also exult in tribulations. The idea here is that we rise up and praise and glorify God in our tribulations, knowing that God has a purpose for these tribulations in our lives. We are told in the book of James that we are to count it all joy when you fall into fiery trials, another way of saying tribulations. There we are to count it all joy. Here in Romans 5, we are to exult in our tribulations. This is not a fleshly or a human perspective. This is a perspective that we get from the indwelling Holy Spirit. The idea that tribulations are a good thing, or tribulations are a thing to be exalted in, uh, to rejoice in. The reason we exult in our tribulations is that we know God has a purpose and a plan. God is at work in our lives, not only saving us, but sanctifying us. The idea of sanctification is the idea that God is working in us to mature us, to make us more like Jesus, to make us holy, righteous, capable of serving him at the highest level. When we trusted Jesus Christ for our salvation, we also trusted that God would help us to follow Jesus, to be like Jesus. And so we approach our tribulations knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. 
we not only know that these tribulations are going to bring about the will of God in our lives, we know the types of things that they bring about. First, tribulation brings perseverance. Perseverance is the ability to walk through this world even though we are encumbered or burdened down with a heavy load. It is God's desire that we not just collapse under the weight of this world's challenges and hardships or stresses. It is God's will that the Christian persevere, continue to move forward, continue to move forward in our daily lives, functioning the way we are supposed to, but to continue moving forward under the grace of God, under His strength, in such a way that our light is clearly seen that we are in Christ. Everyone in the world deals with difficulties or tribulations, hardships, but not everyone in the world is equally equipped to deal with them. The believer has the presence of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ to encourage, the Word of God to instruct. We have all of the tools necessary to handle the difficult things in life in a way that pleases and honors the Lord. And we need to remember, we are under obligation. It is God's call in our life that we represent Him well in this world. The world needs to see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. They need to look at us as we live day by day, even undergoing hardships, and recognize God in our lives. As we undergo tribulation that results in the development of perseverance, this perseverance leads to proven character. The word here translated as proven character is literally the word proof. And it has the idea of proving precious metals or testing the strength or the purity of precious metals. God uses tribulations, hardships, persecutions in our lives to help us to grow and to be able to move forward under the heavy load. And this results in proving or testing the character of our life. In James 1, it's called the testing of our faith. As we undergo tribulation, the quality of our maturity is proven. Our character is proven. The way we handle the difficulties show what kind of character we possess, what kind of maturity level we have arrived at. And it is God's grace that is moving us along toward more and more Christ-likeness in our lives. It is never His desire that we become satisfied or content with the level of maturity that we currently possess. God wants to move us forward in holiness, in godliness and righteousness. And we need to understand this. There will not come a time in our lives when we will not have hardships or tribulation. As believers, we need to expect that as we grow closer and closer to the Lord, as we mature more deeply in the faith, that we will experience not only the normal hardships of life, but we will suffer persecution. We will suffer loss as a result of following Christ. There will be people who will walk away from us, people who will mock and ridicule us. There will be heartache in our lives over the lost condition of people that we love and that we care about. The sinfulness in the world will bring about a heartache in our lives. And we need to know this. 
And all of these things result in our growing closer to the Lord and more mature in the faith. So tribulations require and therefore produce increasing perseverance, which requires and produces the strength and maturity of proven character, which depends on and increases our hope in God. So let me ask you this question. Where is your hope placed? The old hymn says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Is that where your hope is? I pray that your hope is in no one or nothing else. Because there is no one, there is nothing else that can be trusted or counted on. It is the Lord God who loves us so much that having created us and having endured our rebellious sinful nature, sent his son Jesus into this world to become our sinless, perfect sacrifice that he might bear our sin and our guilt upon himself on the cross and then dying gain victory over death in the grave through his glorious resurrection. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father and makes intercession for us. We need to have our hope in the Lord and undergoing tribulations and then growing under the weight of these tribulations and perseverance and in proven character and maturity. We more and more must trust God for our lives and for our eternal future. We recognize that you cannot trust governments. You cannot trust mankind. You cannot trust your own ingenuity or invention, such as uh, retirements or, or savings. You can't put trust in your health. You can't put trust in, in relationships. We can only trust in the Lord God who created us, who sustains us, who saves us, who sanctifies us, and who will one day glorify us. He alone is worthy of all of our hope. And we are told in Romans 5, verse 5, and hope does not disappoint. We put our hope in God, and it's the only place that we can put our hope that we will not ultimately be disappointed. God will not fail us. The one who saves us, sanctifies us, he will glorify us. This hope does not disappoint. That puts a smile on my face. I don't know about you, but I have been disappointed in my life many, many times. The things that I've put hope in or that I counted on have fallen through over and over and over again. But God has never failed me. God does not disappoint. When we put our hope in him, it is a sure thing. And the reason for this, we are told, is because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This hope does not disappoint because God has put the assurance of his love in our hearts and lives through the Holy Spirit who indwells us. The Holy Spirit is our seal and our guarantee. No one goes to heaven without the presence of the Holy Spirit indwelling them. He is the proof that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that we have been saved and forgiven, that we have been secured by the blood of Christ. And so this hope does not disappoint 
because God's love has been poured out within our hearts. It's the idea of God just dumping his love into us, pouring his love into us, allowing it to flow within our hearts. And he does this through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Praise the Lord. We have a certain hope. Dr. Fred Brown is quoted in Michael Card's song for FFB. He says this, I have no hope but that Christ died for my sins, according to Scripture. And I expect to sail out into eternity on that. What a tremendous statement. I hope that's your statement, that you have no hope, but that Jesus Christ died for your sins, and you have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in your own good works, not in any one or anything else. You are trusted in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. If that's the case, then you have a certain hope. Praise the Lord that God not only saves us, not only justifies us, but that he also sanctifies us. And Lord willing, next time we will look how God's love glorifies the believer. Would you pray with me, please? Father, these things are treasures for us. It is a wonderful blessing to be able to count on your gracious work in our lives, saving us, maturing us, securing us. Father, you are so gracious and good to us, and we are so undeserving. Father, be patient with us, and we ask, Father, that you would give us the strength, that you'd give us the understanding, the knowledge, that we might endure tribulations, so that your perfect will would be accomplished in our hearts and lives, And the result would be gold, silver, precious stone built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ that will pass the fiery test of your judgment in eternity. Lord, thank you so much for your indwelling Holy Spirit and for your love that has been poured out into our hearts. May that love overflow out of our hearts into a world that desperately needs Jesus Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.